Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine, or even the Cosmopolitan, and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly... I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we have a guest with us today that we're very excited to have. Please welcome comedian Akilah Hughes. Oh my gosh, thank you guys. Hey. Wow, wow. What's up? <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Akilah. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's. I, I felt like I cut Kevin off because he, he looked. He was about to say. He something. got an imposture. Like, I think like he either he wanted to talk or he's ready to go. <laughs> I was ready to go. <laughs> you ready to go? I'm in. Um, I'm sorry about that. Do you want to go? No. Okay. No. I want to. Uh, I want to look more comfortable. Here, I want to be more comfortable. That's all I was going to do. And now, Akila. Hey. I feel like. <laughs> go okay, ahead. Now we're back. Akila, <laughs> um, tell it. Well, first of all. Before I want, I want to welcome you Thank and welcome you. our listeners to season four. Season four. Season four of the Bradshaw Boys. We're tackling season four, and let's talk about Sex in the City and you. Uh, what has been your experience with it? Did you did you watch it ever, like growing up or anything? So I was a little young when it first came out. Not to give too much away about myself, but I'm 29, and okay. so right. it was like my mom would watch it, and then I would like maybe sometimes turn on HBO downstairs and be like, are you watching it? <laughs> like, oh, it's Good Burger. <laughs> oh, um, Good Burger. Yeah. Just that movie uh, on replay yeah, all the time. It's like the only thing I watched. Um, and yeah, I, when I moved to New York, so I moved to New York seven years ago and everybody was very much like, how can you live in New York and not know about sex in the city? And I'm like, yeah. I watch girls are like, it's not the same. So I started watching it and I think I, I got pretty far and then, you know, you fall off. Your mom changes the HBO Go password. Yeah, 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 totally. Your mom, your mom, your mom got the Nick Plus password to keep watching Good Burger. <laughs> exactly. But she cut off the HBO Go password. That's right. Yeah. But you were a girls fan? Yeah. Yeah. I you, mean, I really liked it. I liked going through, because this is fun to go back and mm -hmm. start. And, and but it was really fun, like week to week with girls like I was a fun show to just follow I just I loved it and yeah. I was like really sad when it was done and I don't know if it'll have the same level of I, I wonder with the generation that came up with it because right. you can't I ever guess that too it has to be like the people that it was like magical to yeah you know like that yeah. We'll still need to watch our way through it in podcast form. <laughs> Absolutely should. We can, can be the Hannah homies. Isn't that yeah. her name? Oh my God. Yeah, the Horvath homies. The Horvath, the Horvath homies. homies. The Horvath homies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I've been to the house for Sex in the City, like the um home yeah, that the Carrie Bradshaw home lived in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but I, I couldn't point it out to you. I don't know how to get back to it. Um, <laughs> sixty six Perry Street. You well, love it. You I, love Sex and the City. I, Kevin, I've, I've been there a few times. I used to give Sex and the City tours. Oh, my God. And uh, walking tours. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel bad for the people that bought that house. Oh, I but know. But I feel like Every they point. knew what they were doing. I Hopefully they did. And they have a lot of money. Like, you can't really feel that bad for them. That's they real. A, knew what they were doing, and B, have um, millions of dollars yeah, to buy a brownstone yeah. in the village. <laughs> yeah. You can only feel so bad for them. I, I feel that however the least amount, the most that you're allowed to, I feel that. <laughs> Got it. Okay. That appropriate amount that's like, ah, if I was rich, I would have made a different decision. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping they're not sitting in there being like, fuck, <laughs> none of day. our 
finances are liquid now. Like they want to get out, but they can't because they're. But uh, but yeah. But yeah there's so how many there. how many episodes have you seen? Have you seen like a I've few? I've probably seen two seasons worth. Okay. And that was you know like a good long weekend. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I I just sort of fell off, and I have HBO again, so I really don't have an excuse to not watch it. But you know. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff there's to watch so much, now too. Especially not, on HBO. Yeah, like, Game I've, of Thrones is almost over, I've and then you can see it. So uh, me and you, yeah. I I watched the pilot, and then John and Kevin are like deep in their their final season. Deep stuff? in the final season of Game of Thrones, I just watched four seasons of it in the past like month because mm-hmm. okay. I was just like, I you know I want to see what what's going on. What's everyone? blabbering about i've been watching since season one episode one shout yeah. out um, yeah. yeah you have been really oh, into, which i realized today season one episode one was 2011 long time ago yeah long it's time like ago. girls time yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was girls it was. time you're right <laughs> well so what what are your hbo shows that you oh, what are man, your go-to i'm about to embarrass myself no don't oh, you go okay well i i do love barry i've watched I, barry it's yes. are you watching it's season two of barry yeah. it's so freaking it's good it's like it's, art. it's the yes. reason that i started paying for hbo yes. again because I want to watch Barry season two. It's so It's great. Good. I know. It's I need awesome. to see it. Oh, I've never I, seen you, episode. It, you would love it. Yeah. It's great. I don't even know you. <laughs> you <love laughs> yeah. You yeah. look like a guy that would love it. You I can just tell. You look like you'd like it. You're right. Um, <laughs> so I like that. I, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I I may be the only black woman that loves Entourage. <laughs> I, I, I ride for I Entourage. could not even. That would have been. I would, yeah. I think we could have gone. We could have gone around and around guessing shows, never. and I never would have guessed. That, I know. That's a curveball. I love it. I saw the movie. You might be the only. I saw friends. the movie too. You might be the only woman that likes Entourage. Oh, yeah. Like, like that yeah, is definitely a dude. To, like, that, I think it's just a perfect ethnography and like shitty white men. And I'm like, y- yes. I love this show. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> you know drama's what? hilarious. It is. Yeah. And it was like, I remember watching it in college <clears throat> and it was like watching it without any, any, like if I watch it now, I'm like, this is funny. And they're kind like, I don't think I even saw that there was any sense of irony to the show back then. <laughs> I was just like, man, that would be so cool. All of it, <laughs> these are such great guys that get to do all cool things. You know, I'm it's like, just friends hanging out. <laughs> just friends they hanging have out. earned all of these hot women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I love who's, that. Your, who's your character? Who's Ooh. your entourage character? I mean, I would Turtle, like to be drama? Vincent Chase, okay. but I believe I'm more of like an E. Got like it. I'm like okay. a sensitive soul. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that, good friend. Yeah. You know, he directed uh, the actor that played, he directed Gotti. The movie that got zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes last year. <laughs> Did he really? And John Travolta. John Travolta plays Gotti. He he directed it. It's really. He, he, it was like this big. Dang. Yeah. I mean, it kind of. Like, that would be a great but, season of Entourage. <laughs> of like he finally gets well, to direct a movie. Been, <laughs> it's funny though when you say that because when because I mean I know how Gotti like didn't do well but. I do. It reminds me of like Medellin, yes, the, the movie Medellin. they were trying to make. Yeah. Where you, yeah. I mean, Medellin is like a big drug drama. It's like a big crime, yeah. big crime drama yeah. movie. Yeah. And weren't they in the middle of doing Aquaman? They throughout did the arc Aquaman. of that show. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that that's just crazy. came out. Yeah, yeah. That was like I feel the like big it predicted thing. it. Yeah, yeah. That was when Vincent Chase really blew up, and he started dating Mandy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, in the show. Yeah. That's right. He started dating Mandy Man, Moore. That's another HBO show we could do a Man, pot around. I mean, I will say like, there's Entourage. Like, it gets a lot of crap from people. Mm-hmm. But there are so many weird side plots and guest stars in yes. that show. Well, it was the perfect way to do like celeb porn. Yeah. It was yeah. just yeah. like totally. They have all the connections. It's fun. It is good writing, and it's like the perfect way to be like, what would it be like? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what would it be to watch Ari Gold freak out at this celebrity? <laughs> yeah, like, oh. yeah. It's like the anti, or maybe Curb is the anti. Uh, curves the anti entourage. Yeah, so. and entourage Curb is like guy sex in the city. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Sort of guys, like, which one are you? Yeah, which one are you? I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of a turtle, but also <laughs> turtle doesn't even want to be a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then I'm a little drama sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Oh I'm man. Drama. My favorite oh. tidbit about entourage is that Anna Ferris plays herself on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was dating Chris Pratt at the time, and she has a boyfriend on the show, but they didn't think Chris Pratt was good enough looking to play her actual. Boy. Oh, so they cast a, like an actor. It's pretty messy. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Which there. I wonder what Chris Pratt was doing at that point because I've looked at some of his earlier. It was like right jobs. before I want to say uh, it's not Edgewood. 
It, something wood? Deadwood? No. Not Deadwood. No, but I know what you're Edge. talking about. It was something that he was <laughs> like in. Like a WB show? CW's yeah. show? Yeah, he yeah. was in. I think I know um, what you're talking about. Edgeville. That's not a thing. It's uh, Edge, Edgeville. Edge. But uh, let's, someone go make Edgeville. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Edgeville. Cast Chris Pratt in it. Yeah. yeah. Put it in the Marvel universe Everwood. Everwood. Wow. Okay. You know another show? I wonder if there's a podcast of people watching through the TV show Providence. Oh, wow. I, for, I haven't thought about I, that show. Just because I always think about that show because John Hamm was in that for like 60 episodes. Is I that think, a lifetime? Wait, it's well, CW. And it's one of those shows I'm like, I have, it was like, there was a bunch of shows that I feel like I've made that were just like, it's just a quiet New England town. What happens? Don't worry about it. Just like, <laughs> and it's like, how did all these shows get made? But John Hamm, that was like his big, wow. his he, big thing before Mad Men. He was also in a, uh, like a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie that he just did as he was trying to get acting work. And then Mad Men blew up and that would show all the time. Oh. And like right before Mad Men blew up, there's a story that he was in a poker game with Sarah Silverman <laughs> and people were like, Hey, this is my actor buddy, John. And and they all kind of knew like he's going to be huge. And she was like, I've seen you in like a Hallmark movie. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, that thing runs like all the That's time. That's so now. funny. And he, but he said he was like, people try to phone in those movies, but you, he was like, you got to do some really good freaking acting because they're going to play it 150 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you better be on, you your, better be on your game. Dang. Yeah. Um, Akilah, you, you moved here seven years ago. Yes. Where, where did you come prior to New York? Where'd you come from? Uh, I was from Kentucky. Okay. You know, the South, real Southern. My mom, yeah. I mean, you just to tie it back into Sex and the City. My mom loved Sex and the City, but she had never been to New York uh -huh. at that point. I mean, she only came after I moved to New York. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I was from a small town. So I, I think it's all very glamorous. Yeah. Uh, what what originally brought you to New York? What was the thrust that like um, wanted? What made you want to come here? I mean, I would. This is I don't know if this is like a cool thing to say or not. It sounds kind of dorky in my head, but I really liked Mindy Kaling's book. And she talked about how mm. it was like very easy to get a job as a babysitter and then just like write her play that then became like yeah. her calling card for her career. And I'm like, I can babysit some kids. <laughs> like, that was really it. I was like, oh, that seems easy. Did you end up getting a babysitting job when you moved oh here? Oh, my God. Yes. Really? Well, it was my side hustle and it was the best job I've ever had easily. Like, really? I would show up. At 7 p.m., the kids would already be asleep. Yeah. I was like the relief nanny. And so she would leave. The kids never woke up. And I just got to eat snacks and watch their Netflix for like $50. That, that is so funny. Yes. Have you seen the movie uh, Tully? No. With, uh, yeah. That's like, Tully's, a, I mean... I thought I'm that was the one where he landed the plane in no, the Hudson. Sully. Okay. That's uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's it's also the same movie, but the guy has a different name. He was ba <laughs> he was babysitting while flying. That's yeah, why yeah. the plane was that's all messed plane. up. Yeah, so he had to land on the Hudson. Keep it down back there. <laughs> I'll turn this plane around. <laughs> all right, we're going in the Hudson. You want snacks that bad? I'll land in the Hudson. <laughs> Oh my God! Tully is Tully is about a night nurse. <laughs> it's about a night nurse. That's all. Oh. Charlize Theron. And wait, so Theron. she's the mom. She's the mom. <laughs> they end up getting a night nurse, uh, but but it's like a night nanny. Oh. it's a whole. It's a is whole. Is Tully it's a, whole a woman deal. or a man? Tully is her. No, Tully is a woman okay. who is the night nanny. Oh, and um, and, and it takes place kind of in New York. It's a good. Well, it's a good post. Uh, we were talking a little bit about girls, and it's like it's about like. Has a New York connection because it's like if you spend your whole life living in New York and you like think it's awesome and then you have kids oh, yeah. and you leave the city because and it's kind of about having like w having a kid and like growing up when you're not ready to and she um, goes back to b yeah. like Bushwick to like her, yeah, yeah that's feel right. things again uh. and it was it was funny watching it I was just like I wonder if like if I'm gonna like live here for too long or if one day I'm just gonna like leave and then I'm gonna be like get live in the suburbs and like be paranoid and want to like move back it well, yeah. got me really it got my feelings going wow, yeah because really there's a there's a part in the movie yeah where she's like we got to go back into the city and they drive in and go to all her favorite clubs and stuff like that yeah wow shout wow. out to tully shout out to tully, tully. tully i've yes. never seen that program i'll have to make sure to check it out <laughs> so we we're we're four seasons in mm -hmm. we'll just give you the update season one's good and revolutionary in a lot of ways then season two is good but it's also like kind of the b stories uh -huh. of like there's only so many boyfriends that have like a wacky thing yeah season three fucked they brought us up they brought us season three has like acting moments that are all are like tear jerkers wow. and also you get to know a lot of the characters and just like big story tons moments. of depth yeah yeah wow. and so we're begin i feel like we're in for a really good episode because 
they went back, they regrouped, and now they're ready to like start new stories. Yeah, should we do what? a short just synopsis of what every what every character just went through? Yeah. All yeah. right. So um Carrie just uh was with Big, who you probably know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She uh broke up with him and started dating this guy, Aiden. Mm-hmm. And oh, she, that's like the big love triangle. Yeah, yep. she Here. cheated that's, on that's Aiden the big with head. Big. Yeah. Got yeah. Aiden has a massive head. Aiden's head is ginormous. It's like a size forty eight. <laughs> yeah. It's the size of this tub that my microphone is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so she has just recently gone back and seen Big, and they're kind of like old friends that sit around and smoke cigars together now. Charlotte got married to the man of her dreams oh. and then got divorced because he could not get it up. Right. Wow. Um, he was, yep. That he quickly? Was mentally yep. Yeah, they never had sex for like even a month after their wedding. Oh. Then they got it annulled. Then they got it annulled. Then they banged, and it was great. And he's like, I don't want to be married. Yeah. <laughs> he's and like, now that my dick works again? Yeah. 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 He realized that he was like, I got to get out there. Yeah. I got to yeah. go use yeah. this He's thing. like, who knows when it's going to go away. <laughs> Put those jugs away. Um, Sam- Samantha, what's going on with her? Samantha, she moved to, she moved she moved to the Meat Packing District. District. She lived in like mm. a cool building. Not cool. She lived in like a classy building on the Upper East Side. Her building, people got mad at her because she would like bring men home all the time. And then she <laughs> let in a robber by accident and he knocked out he knocked some woman in the eye and almost blinded her Mm -hmm. so she moved out of the meatpacking district in like late 90s early 2000s when it was still kind of rough yeah and then she had a lot of like side stories with her just like sleeping with weird people yeah and then uh miranda she was with a guy named steve and they broke off and broke it off in the middle of season three and in the last episode she's kind of had the realization that she's a bit of a tough person she's a bit of a negative person right she's uh internalizing all that um, did she buy her apartment in season three or was that two? I think it was two or three, but okay. yeah, she owns, she owns her apartment. Dang. Yeah. She's oh. a career, career power she's woman. Career That's woman. Right. That's the thing yeah. in, in any of these shows we're talking about. Anytime someone buys an apartment, I'm just like, oh gosh, this is even... like, it's depressing me. And also like <laughs> I'll go to sleep that night and I'm just like, oh, imagine you have like 20% to put down. On yeah. The place. yeah. That's <laughs> the thing. That is the real thing. What yeah. started to depress me though is now that as friends get older, I talked to a friend last night and I was like, you guys own your house? And he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> Shoot. I, I got to own a house someday. See, that's what you think. But then if you like, you know, maybe fall behind any taxes or something, they can never yeah. come for your things. Exactly. You don't own anything. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm like, what are you going to get? What are you going to take? This old acoustic You want guitar? this t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. It's all cool. yours. You can have all my student debt. It's yours. <laughs> I'll give you my HBO password. <laughs> hey, which you might need if your mom yeah. shuts it off. Yeah. Honestly. No. All right. all right. Well, this episode, season four, episode one is called The Agony and the Ecstasy. X being quote E to see so let's go watch it yeah we'll be back here we go episode 49 the agony and the x to see carrie thinks about men and the future when no one shows up for her birthday party miranda confronts her married friends about her single life Charlotte tries to deal with her separation from Trey, and Samantha tries to seduce a celibate monk. The girls make a pact that they are each other's soulmates, and men are just nice guys to have fun with. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. We just watched season four. Season Battle four. of the Exes. What is it called? Battle Intimacy. of the Bastards. It's uh, it was uh, Battle Battle of the. It was it was everyone does ecstasy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. Well, we can do a rundown Did you just of it. Figure out why it was called that. No, I mean I kind of got it, but I just I, I guess I liked the ending of that episode, and then I was like. I guess did the Samantha want? We can go through it. I just thought she. I thought she was going to actually hook up with that monk, but it didn't she happen. Still might. I mean, she still might. Still might. Yeah. I don't know. Kevin, um, you have a boner. <laughs> I I do, but he's referencing the show. No. Um, let's do a rundown. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, you do that. Go ahead. Do take, the take us home. Oh, can you run it down? Okay. Uh, Carrie is turning thirty-five, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, everyone's kind of catching up. Charlotte. Um, and Trey, who we didn't think we'd see in this. No, um, shocker. She goes over to his house and is like, what is this? And then he tries to hook up with her and he goes early on her leg. And <laughs> goes early. He goes <laughs> early. <laughs> that is the most yeah. polite thing I've ever heard. Yeah. He went a little early on her leg. Yeah. And then he uh, offers to pay for her dry cleaning, which was a, yeah. a gentleman's move. Gentleman's move. 
Uh, I went early. Samantha, <laughs> Samantha uh, walks by a church and sees a hot monk, Franciscan monk out mm. there, and she calls him Friar Fuck <laughs> in reference to Friar he, Tuck yeah, from he was Robin an interesting Hood. Interesting looking fella. He was. Yeah. I saw like a, a Brendan Fraser, but yeah, yeah. Saw he a, would, so. had a great pull. Like Handsome Squidward. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Handsome Squidward meme? He really looks like up. that. Pull he it really up. So good. Let's keep going with the recap. Yeah. And then uh, Miranda and Carrie are kind of kind of duos in this. They go to a few parties mm-hmm. and they're hanging out and they're like, are having the debate or like, are we sad old single people or are we uh, are we just you know like is there someone out there? And they both. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so <laughs> great! Again, Wait, he yeah, really does, so and he's also great. got a brown shirt on. He did. Guys, Google handsome Squidward. Yeah. Right yeah. we'll throw handsome Squidward up on the. We'll throw him up on the Instagram. <laughs> um, and then at Carrie's birthday party, uh, no one shows up. And on time, they eventually show up. Right? I, yeah, no like one shows one up. Person at the restaurant. No one shows at the restaurant. Yeah, she goes home after Samantha said she'd set the whole thing up. Yeah. 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 And they all like slowly cancel. She gets home. She plays her answering machine. Everybody couldn't be there for some reason. She gets in the shower. Charlotte comes over and uh, tries to console Carrie. She's crying. She's like all of her mascara is running. She's like, I'm old. And then she goes outside and Mr. Big kind of saves her day, pulls up in the limo, uh, gives her the it clown. Pennywise balloon. Pennywise yeah. balloons. Yeah, balloons fly out. <laughs> and then uh, and then they just have a nice, wholesome, like, happy birthday. And then he leaves, uh, which is kind of nice to see from from them. Having- then he tells her, We're, we'll all float one day. And he disappears. <laughs> into the, and he goes into the sewer and disappears. Yeah. It's yeah. really into a giant spider, too, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and he, then we- he ripped off a little kid's arm also named timmy yeah yeah really yeah nuts. it was really nuts mm-hmm. what did i miss something though yeah, they, went to, they went to union square cafe yeah, for yeah. carrie's yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God, that's uh that's where they were there, yeah. bar. i forgot coffee that bar. Was, yeah. yeah or no 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 not union square cafe shop. union square coffee shop take all my meetings there i didn't know that that's why yeah, yeah. Mm. and it, it it closed it closed it closed like two months ago nice um, did we miss anything else? Well, Miranda kind of oh. dabbled in the comedy world there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marvelous Miss Miranda. Miranda was, was Miranda's Miranda. doing some open mics, open mic and some jokes. Yeah. yeah. She, you was, know what? she was trying to hide her pain with jokes, which is, is that, is that what you guys do? Well, <laughs> what I did think about that is I was like, this is interesting. They're going into this sort of deflection. Uh, you didn't answer if you hide your pain with jokes. Yeah. I don't. I what show, you gonna, I show, you, share, you show your pain with jokes. Sorry. I interrupted um, you. No, I think. Uh, when they started, I was like, that's one of the interesting thing about the show is like they bring up stuff that some people would think is like just say is sad. But really, they talk about it honestly. And then right after they thought that they were just like, how sad are we? And I was like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. but it was interesting their discussion because it's I do feel like people are maybe less prone to just think that's sad. Less prone to think what's sad. Just like older person being single. I get why mm. they had the episode, but I feel like um, I, I don't know. It yeah. It, it didn't occur to me. It, I, I felt like they pushed that pretty hard, but it makes sense why they're talking about it. Yeah. But it's I was like 20 years ago too. So maybe it's yeah. a little different then too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, without I like, the internet, what else were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was wondering when, when big was like sitting outside Carrie's apartment, waiting for her with balloons. Like, what is he doing? Like there's nothing for him to do. Yeah. Is he reading a newspaper? Is he doing the crossword? Just there's, waiting for her to get or there. Or just like sitting like out there, like looking out the window. Like what did people do when you had to sit in a car for two hours? He was jaying off to fantasies of Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. You, you know, owe me Coke is what she said when they had that. Yeah, wait, wait. What's uh, the, that was hilarious. They were all talking Russell about who Crow. they fantasized to. He yeah, was finishing early to Russell Russell Crowe. Crow. Yeah. yeah. And she says, she says, Jinx, you, you owe me Coke. You owe me Coke. <laughs> Not a Coke. Just you owe me a dime bag of two, Coke. Two, yeah. Two dime bag? No, what is it? Um, I don't even know. We're so wholesome yeah. here. I know. John, <laughs> like, what's where, the metric? And where's like the first little ball, like, okay. you're like a good, um, I don't know, bringer, asker of questions. Mm. John's good at like doing a big, broad question you're for us to cover. Mm. What was the theme of the episode? That are yeah, The theme of the episode at? was um, soulmates. Mm-hmm. Um uh, do, do soulmates exist? All the main characters kind of had different views. Um, Charlotte's was pretty standard. Like, yes, there's one person out there. Miranda's answer to that was, why do you need a soulmate? Aren't you enough? Mm-hmm. Samantha was, um, I've had tons Endless. of soulmates. I have endless <laughs> yeah. soulmates. 
but she kind of discovered Friar Fuck could potentially be her soulmate because she couldn't have him. And Carrie, I think, was waffling a little bit on that. And then um, she asked the question, is soulmates a reality or a torture device? Um, so do you all believe in soulmates? Do you think that sp- like one specific soulmate is out there for you? I mean, I feel like it's pretty, uh, at this point, pretty agreed upon and understood that it was like a made up thing like 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like as a society, no one believed in something like that until like within the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say they don't exist. Wait, how can you um, back that up? What, what? I, mean, I feel like the I don't I, I I'm I could find stuff to prove it, but I'll just make it up in the <laughs> that's, meantime. That's the best way to start yeah. any argument. I'm going to make a bold statement, and I could prove it. And, and I could, yeah. but, but I'm it, just going to talk. I would say if there was a th- if there was like a thing that maybe pushed it, it would just be like Hollywood and like maybe certain forms of media that are more accessible now. But it's like. Let's just say marriage or something used to be maybe more about uh, convenience, convenience, and like <laughs> something. And now it's now property it's like and all, just like yeah, gaining a yeah dowry or whatever. And, and there are advantages and disadvantages to that, obviously. But one of the things is now it's like all about love, and people's understanding of love is way more feeling based than maybe choice based mm-hmm. than it used to be. And I'm sure like Disney probably didn't help in some yeah, ways too. I blame yeah. the Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, they like made everything romance, and I'm like, sometimes it's just fucking. <laughs> just fine. say it, Paul. <laughs> say it one time. <laughs> and he's like, no, all you need is love. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, gotta come too. It's weird because yeah, my uh, my love life doesn't pay the bills, so That's I think I need a few more things <laughs> and a lot of royalties as well. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'll, I'll help back up your argument, Kevin. Okay. There's a book that I just started reading that is called, it's called We, The Psychology of Romantic Love. And it's by this guy that's writing about Western romanticism from the perspective of Carl Jung, the, was Jung a philosopher Jung. or psychologist? 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 Yeah, because he did the yeah, I'm not sure I came out, I don't know. What's that? I always look to it's you like because you majored in philosophy. In yeah, but I, I, I don't know about, I don't know about Carl Jung. <laughs> he, yeah, all I know about Carl Jung is that he did, uh, what is called like sand play, sand therapy, okay. where you have like oh, yes. these like plastic yeah, yeah. animals and things and you put them in the sandbox and you sort of like go through your life story yeah. in the sand. Yeah, that, yeah. Of course that works. That just sounds awesome. That yeah. Sounds I'm like, like it's really a good fun. way to spend an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just as expensive, at least I get a toy. Yeah. Yeah. But that book that book says it retells the myth of uh Tristan and Is it It's like one of the earliest romantic tales. And it and is that, that I-S-O-L-D-E? It's I-S-O-L-D-E. I S E U L T. It's okay. what Romeo and Juliet's it's based on. Yes, Romeo and Juliet's yeah, based on it. Right. But he, but he says that like that's the first romantic story that made its way into Western culture, and that that's where we got the romantic ideal it's from. Like that big of a hit. So yeah. so <laughs> just, like, just to play devil's advocate, like bigger than the Beatles. So to play devil's advocate a little bit, like say the soulmates aren't real; they're just stories, but it seems to resonate in a lot of people's insides that that is what they want. Yeah. So isn't there like, isn't that worth something that like you, so you show someone this, this Romeo and Juliet story, I don't know, 500 years ago. And it's, it's obviously not only a good story, but creates some sort of stir and emotion inside of the people that see it. Mm -hmm. And isn't that evidence that perhaps something like that might exist inside of us? I think so. I mean, you think about if you take it out of romantic love and you put it towards whatever your dream is, which I feel like is a very past 50 years Western American thing yeah. where it's like follow your dream. And you could say like, well, listen, you just need to survive and care for the people. But if you put forth the dream thing, it allows someone to say, I really do like doing this. And then it puts them more towards their interest. And then whether or not they achieve their quote unquote dream or not, it still does a positive thing in them. So I think it points to something of that. So I think that's kind of, there's a little bit of being like, whether or not you, whether or not you think soulmates are real, it ignites something that people have a desire. Yeah. For. That's like the story of, um, the, the, <clears throat> the movie where with uh, red and Shawshank Redemption, hope is a good thing and no good thing ever dies. Like without, mm. without mm. hope, mm. what do you have? And if like, without the potential of finding your soulmate, that might make a lot of people feel lost and alone. But 
you run the risk of like what Miranda says, like, aren't, aren't, aren't we enough? Aren't you enough by yourself? Why do you need right. this other person to make you feel whole? Which is something that I really, really agree with. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, no, I agree with that too, because I think there's a thing where if you get in, I think it also, when you go into soulmates, you have to say, is it just one person? Yeah. And it's like, and if no you way. miss that one person, then like <laughs> yeah. they were your soulmate and you married someone else. But that was the person. Yeah. I think that's a question. They it's not like the last too. train out of town. You know? yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no. I also think. Now I'm with this not soulmate. My yeah. life is shit. Oh, yeah. I, mar I married the local. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. could have gotten on the express to that's Poughkeepsie. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. And I also think you're going to be a bad partner if you are not whole by yourself. Does that's that make I, sense? I agree like, with that. If totally, you yeah. are like. Oh, I'm just half of a formula and I'm not going to be my greatest version until I find this person. Yes, your person can compliment you and be great and like really help you be the best version of yourself. But unless you are a whole complete person that is ready to bring that to someone else and ready to receive that from someone else, you're not going to be a good partner. Well, that's, so. yeah. that's like a whole thing where people say like two become one. And then at some point, someone <laughs> like was the like, spice no, girl specifically. It's, that's, <laughs> it, and that's yeah. what they said. And really they should have said what five become one. Yeah. Five become there were five us. of them. And they were like five become one, but there's only one Victoria Beckham. Yeah. That's right. That's kind of what, what it they is. They say in the uh, LDS church, uh, five become one because <laughs> they get married. Cause it's all, it's all <laughs> a bunch of five <laughs> different ones. That many wives. Um, yeah, but then it's like two become one, but it should be like two, two ones coming together. Yeah. To become one, to become ones become two, ones become, <laughs> ones two. become two, two ones become two. It's That's just right. math. Yeah. I, I think it, and this is true with most things. The only thing is like almost it's about as universal as something can get that it's like love and partnership. And so, but I think it's like, uh, it's a good thing and it's a real thing, I think, to have a soulmate. And then that gets elevated from like, that's a true thing. And the problem is not that it just appeared and now people think that it's been elevated to this unrealistic yes. standard. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm. I need like, not yeah. only do I need this, I need this and I need this. And they need to be cool and they need to be wealthy and they have to be right. perfect. And they yeah. can't chew gum weird. Totally. Like when you think about how much probably Seinfeld probably destroyed relationships because like <laughs> the person talks too fast and it's like yeah. they check every other box right <laughs> and it's like well it definitely laid the groundwork for tinder we're like oh they have a freckle on their forehead nope, nope. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't believe in soulmates mm. i mean i think there's just too many people yeah like what are the chances that the person who's supposed to be with you also like lives in your town or like right. will ever run into you. Yeah. I miss people all the time that I'm supposed to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm constantly missing Carrie's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, yeah. I don't have a soulmate. I think that, you know, there's probably like, statistically speaking, maybe 50,000 people that I could end up with. And that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think it also, when you have this concept of like soulmates where it's like you, you, cannot go through life without meeting this person like you're going to be predestined to meet it's like when it doesn't work out it's such an easy cop-out it is to be like There's well they weren't my soulmate like yeah uh, you know like carrie oh, like yeah. she's like where's my soulmate it's like you could have had him but you cheated on him yeah you could have had him yeah. but you ruined well, this relationship so like, that, don't yeah sorry, sorry. no, no I, it, well in that I was scene climb on my pedestal and start throwing lightning bolts from my ivory tower dude, how much yeah. I hate you're already up there yeah you're already on the pedestal but no well i noticed when we were watching that because that's at that's when they're at coffee shop and she's talking about not having her soulmate and you and you were saying like i, I think what would have changed that for her is if she would have been like because she was saying i wish i had a man here for my 35th birthday and i don't it would have been it would have made it a little more sympathetic if she would have been like, oh, I really screwed yeah. that up. But she took yeah. no responsibility because I think it's OK. It's, I think it's OK to be like, it's my 35th birthday. I I'm want really freaking lonely. Yeah. And I'm and I'm now saying, shoot, the reality of things to say. And then she could be like, I have this complicated relationship with Big, who we don't know how old he is. Maybe he's a Highlander. <laughs> and also, you don't even know him. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even know his like real name. She She's like, your name, name's Big, and you don't have a name. You don't have an age. But then she didn't even cop to the fact that she just like straight up cheated on Aiden. She, yeah, that was. I mean, granted, it's your birthday, so you're emotional. But yeah, you're right. She 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 dodged some responsibility there. Yeah, and that's why I think that sometimes this this idea of a predestined soulmate 
It like not only makes you a weaker partner, but then when it, it, it shirks a lot of the responsibility that you may have of upholding a relationship. That's one of good. the also one of the things about speaking of where it goes back to, which which is like the even the thing was called Romeo and Juliet, the the dating service that they were oh, that's on. That's right, yeah. Which is funny. And like Romeo and Juliet, I always think is funny because people always talk about it. As I don't know how Tristan and Isolde ends, mm-hmm. but in Romeo and Juliet, the whole point is like it's young, immature it, love, it ends and then like they Thelma and Louise. <laughs> they <laughs> drive really off a cliff. Yeah, I mean essentially, but they both die. Yeah, right? it's certainly not just like two healthy people found each other. That's it's true. like if anything, it's probably like a comment yeah. on that mm-hmm. yeah. because he was pretty smart in most of his other plays, and I feel like our culture is so addicted to that story that even like that Taylor Swift song talks about like people talk about it, (laughs) forgetting about the end that it's like, yeah, it didn't go great. Right. They didn't even go on one real date. Yeah, they, didn't. <laughs> they saw each other at a party. He yelled at her from a, on the ground to her window, they and then they just like killed these, themselves. Like, yeah, it's really not yeah. a beautiful relationship. And if that's soulmates, count me out. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm how, all set. How freaking great is the Leonardo DiCaprio Claire Danes one? The party where they meet with oh, the so good. and stuff. I always oh, forget. Yeah. I always confuse that one with. Um, the one where he's got the big man in the iron mask. Oh. And I know it's different oh, yeah, stories. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause I like when I think of Remy and Juliet, I think of the really old version with like, was Robert Redford or something. I think so. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We watched that in eighth grade and there were some boobs. There was a boob. Yeah. And the teacher like paused. It was right it a before. boob or two or two boobs? I believe it was. I think was it in the coat? Was it Miranda in the coat check? Yeah. Miranda yeah. showed him yeah. one boob. One in the little, coat one check, one which little is, I felt like he couldn't commit. Danny, Danny only got to Danny see one. Commit. And Danny. then he didn't remember her. That's real. Danny's seen a lot of single boobs in his life. If he, He's he got to see a full rack to remember your name. And you know what, Miranda? <laughs> now you're just a single boob. You're yeah. Just a- well, it took us four seasons, but luckily we got to the most New York scene in all of <laughs> yes. Sex and the City. And oh I'd God. like to talk about that. For those of you who are not from New York, turn on Sex and the City. Watch the scene where Carrie drops her cake out of the way <laughs> After her out birthday. of her birthday party and gets screamed at by and construction workers. Please, if they were to cast her right now and the Bradshaw boys got called in to audition, <laughs> they'd be like, all right. And so you guys know how the scene goes? And they'd say action. And we would just be like, I was doing it! Come on! Pick up your <laughs> it was so good. It was so she incredibly accurate. Back. I'm sorry. They played it so much for comedy. It was so great. It they all, just played uh, it over the top. It was awesome. It was so good. It Spot made me, on. Yeah, it made me think about them shooting that scene, and I hope that the director just let them keep going for five <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, Let's just keep it going. Let's roll it out. And I, I guarantee you, they those, those were just construction workers around the corner. Oh. They're like, hey, you want 15 bucks and being something fun? They're like, sure, let's go. <laughs> They'll yell at a woman. They're like, we were doing that already. <laughs> With this concrete's got to dry. What else are we gonna do? <laughs> we find out later they they're like uh, they weren't even casting it. They just like turned around and like filmed that yeah. out of the yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or or they're all like Broadway actors that have their own shows. <laughs> this was like a seventy dollar cake that she like made a big fuss about. And yeah. I'm like. I- I don't know that I would have even picked it up. Like I your friends don't show up to your birthday. I agree. You drop the overpriced cake. Yeah. And dudes start yelling at you. I'm like, yo, you can pick up the cake. You yourself. turn around and you, you start screaming at the guys. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah. it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah. Dumbass. You eat this cake off the ground right now. I yeah. know. I also feel like you're right. I feel like I, when the lady would have been like someone here and they need they need you to pay for the cake, I'd be like, tell them to take the cake back. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, the cake's bad wanna... now. Yeah. <laughs> no one. It's her birthday. Yeah. 25 year old. Yeah, exactly. The 25 year old. The winner of the birthday scene was definitely when they started oh. singing happy birthday and they brought out the cake to the other table and the girl just goes 25 fuck i'm old oh man <laughs> that was so good that is that is like it was really great that whole scene was really great because as much as if you told me that i'd be like okay carrie like no one shows up to a birthday party but they they got me on it i definitely like felt bad for yeah it. totally and that was so relatable i remember it was, I think, well, now I'm 33 and I will say every year past, I still think I'm 30 because I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like a big one. And then you're mm-hmm. just like, I feel like you have to wait till you get to another big one before you're like, and then you're just five years older. You're like, oh, yeah. automatically yeah. 35. How old are you, John? Um, I actually just forgot the other day. 30, I think 30. I'm 35. <laughs> 
Wait, are you Mr. Big? Do we not know how old you yeah, are? No, I'm, I'm, th- I'm somewhere between 33 and 37, and I'm not entirely sure. I think you're 35. I think I'm 35, too. Because you look very much you're like not Carrie Bradshaw. I thank you. I think you're 35. I think I'm 35, too. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bet well, any money on it right now. <laughs> I don't really care. Um, this scene was important to me because I think that dinner birthdays are a mistake always. Ooh, really? I always? think that it's the only kind of birthday that runs the risk of no one coming. Because mm. if you choose a restaurant people don't like or it's overpriced. Yeah. And the idea of sitting, like if you if I'm only friends with one person oh, yeah. and it's the birthday person and I have to sit next to some rando, yes. I'm not going to come. I've been at a dinner birthday before where I was with one other person that we were, we were invited. And then we got there and we sat across from someone that I kind of knew yeah and then he was sitting beside someone that he had never met and on the other side they didn't know anyone so it was like me and someone that knew it a tangential person two randos and the birthday people were at the end of the table and it was really loud and it lasted three hours and we were all just and then like at the end of the night i saw the birthday person and they were like i gotta go home yeah and that was it like hope you felt and i'm like i'm glad i spent two hundred dollars yeah and then yeah and then it like cost a ton of money yeah Yeah. so wait your your 30th is coming up so what's gonna be the perfect 30th yeah what is it i mean i don't know what the perfect 30th will be but what has been my foolproof plan since 26 is a karaoke birthday. That's a great. Stay I had a there karaoke, for four hours. I had a karaoke birthday you, a couple years ago. You just whispered sweet nothings in Kevin's ear. <laughs> Kevin Doyle. I he will be there. I love an invitation. Come <laughs> through. I love it. People sing the songs. You don't have to talk to anyone. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm happy to, but also, like, if you're nervous, you don't even have to sing. No yeah. one you will could notice. Just get, you could just drink a little bit and hang out. Yeah. You don't even have to drink. You can just walk around and exactly. talk to people. It's like That's going a great to a birthday. concert for now, no money. Here's a question. Are you going to do, like, private room karaoke oh, birthday? Yeah, only that's the best I think that like you run the risk the only times I've ever done like outside of a private room karaoke there's always been a fight that broke out and several times I've been a part of that fight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like we have to just be well, my friends you did the other night didn't you go do karaoke with people and it wasn't private room it was Ooh. it's at it's at karaoke boho on orchard Street, which has private okay. rooms and they have private rooms but in the front it's like you get a drink and you get a ticket with your drink the bar's small enough that it's like it, it it was a nice setup for a open room karaoke. There was like, um, you know, there weren't too many people there, and like everyone's focused on the stage. Somehow the way they do it, it makes sense. Yeah. And then the only other karaoke place that I used to go to all the time just closed. What is um, it? It was called Old Carriage Inn. Oh, I don't know. That. It was a big old Irish bar. Old Irish bar. bar. New York was... New York Times just did an article. Wait, about was it, it the place that had it like in the back? Like there was like a restaurant, and then in the back there was a place. No, where... no they did it every Friday and Saturday for the past twenty three years. Oh, and yeah, but it was like, yeah. but the culture behind it was like people that karaoke. Oh. It was like, <laughs> oh, it was like, like turn my levels up. This is off. Yeah, <laughs> start it again. Yeah, it was <laughs> like it was it was like real serious. But yeah. I do think a karaoke birthday is, is great. I think that's a solid one. It's yeah, Kevin can bring one. the two strangers together that don't know each other yeah. well. They have something to talk about. And if you like the same music as another person on the other side of the room, like, would you like to do the harmony with me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you can like, double people up. Great. Do you all have go to karaoke songs? So many. What I have a it? list on my phone. Let me hear your Give top, top three. Yeah, okay, top three. I would say I try Macy Gray. Oh, (laughs) wow. Wow. I love Stop. it. I love it. That's my song. No way. That's Kevin's Shut song. Up. We That's, have to have the two of you sing it together. We have to have a karaoke off like, or together. I do the voice. I do that. Um, I like the Humpty Dance. Oh, that's okay. A great one. And since we're in New York, I like to do Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z. That's they did voice. that the other day and it kills. Everyone, it murdered. Everyone's it was crazy. It. So what do you, okay, so those are your top three, but like, what do you think makes a good karaoke song? Because I have something in mind and yeah. Empire State of Mind hits it. Yeah, well, I think that it's some, first of all, you should do the hits. It yeah, should, yeah. I mean, like, if you go obscure, it has to be obscure enough that like, people can at least enjoy it. Yeah. Like I, if my obscure song would be Wichita lineman by Glenn Campbell. Oh, that's a, that's, <laughs> nice. that is a real obscure. good, that's a good obscure song it is. though. There you go. Yeah. But I think like in a big group room, especially when you know everybody, you should do the hits mm-hmm. and it has to have like a solid chorus that everyone will get yes, in on if they don't know the verses. hundred percent. And it also like should be like sort of localized. And I think yeah. that New York people are like, Oh yeah. That one's, New York. That yeah, one's yeah. like localized, yeah. but then that I mean, it's why is it's a huge hit on the radio. Yeah. But like, it's like, and then everyone's yeah. just like, no, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Everyone uh, loses their mind and feels so much joy when that no, happens. It was Yo. the other, it was just I just on got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> when, I you, honestly, when you said that was your one, I was like, oh, that's so that's good. It was the first, because I got on this, I was going to just catch up on Game of Thrones on Saturday night and it was 930 <laughs> and I was like, I said I'd go to this thing. So I went to the city. And I got there and I was like, this I is love, so much. I'm I love the things that stress you out. You're like, oh, I was just going to catch on Game of Thrones. And I was like, crap, i got to go into the city and do but karaoke. But you know, it's, week, it's the weekend. I know, and but the it's so suck. funny where it's like. <laughs> Such yeah, an I was, obligation. I was going to yeah. do this one thing and then I got to do this other one. I know. It's like. The, it was like either fun. that or the other thing was I was going to go like drink. <laughs> <laughs> but my buddy wanted me to go smoke with him too. <laughs> so I was like. But then that song came on and I was just like, it was worth it to come into Manhattan tonight. Like just to hear this moment when everyone was like singing. It is like really, you know what song is like, I think similarly perfect. Hmm. And I, one time I did karaoke in a small group room Uh and we did it three times in a row to finish it out. That's how much we liked it. Wrecking Ball by Miley oh, yeah. Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Like you forget 100%. how good that song is. Oh, the drop and on that? Just you're comes just like, in, you're like I did is... come in like Wrecking Ball. Oh, yeah. Ball. It does. I never hit so hard. We... John's got a good one. Yeah, John does. What's yours? Well, I do. You have a good one. <laughs> you have two really good ones that you do. Well, I have one that I retired because Kevin ruined it. He broke a 14-year streak. Yeah. Whenever I do karaoke, I do Seal, Kiss by a Rose, oh. back to back. I would only do it if I could do it twice in a row. I love that. Uh, I was midway through my second one, and Kevin just changed the song on me. So I retired that one. Thanks a lot, Kevin. <laughs> your birthday. Oh, that way. Was you that yours? Was that at my karaoke? karaoke, karaoke that yeah. was. You had a private room karaoke. Um, karaoke but my go to now is Mulan. Right. I'll make a man out of you. Oh, that one's art. That one's <laughs> great. Thank you. People know every lyric, <laughs> and then like the B, uh, man. Like you can Thank do you. any part. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready to go. It did a force of the. I actually don't know the words. I have to hear them. I don't know my tunes. We must be swift as the coursing man with all the force of a great typhoon. Beaman with all the strength of a raging fire. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. That's right, dude. I'm back. Man, so Sex of the City is a great you, song. Yeah. Oh, man. You just sold me on that song, it's song though. It's so good. Fire. It's so good. That's a great fire. song. So many lyrics. And that, if you know them, you feel uh, it in your soul. Yeah. You've been you've been pushing that song for a long time, and I feel like it's- Is it it's, making its renaissance? It's making its renaissance. It's Absolutely. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's and a good you also song. do- Show me that. that did Wait, oh, yeah, I'll do, do the, the Growing Pains theme, theme song, song too. That's my obscure one. Don't oh, I, love I, that's my favorite TV theme song. It's the best. Oh, my, I know that's both another, parts. but that's another. Oh, yeah, because it's like, because you're right. It's a show show, and then it's like, and then it, then sick guitar thing. Yeah, I did that once. Uh, I think I did that one nine times in one night, and the guy oh. would not let me do it anymore. They have that at karaoke. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, yeah. They do. I'm There's a whole TV show. Theme. It's under, <laughs> I hate if, if you go to karaoke, it's it's usually under like TV, TV themes. show themes. I'm yes, TV show themes are Bonanza good. And, all right. yeah, and like all because they're only thirty seconds long. I'm Every obsessed. everyone loves them. It's a snack. That all right, actually, so I'm sad. bringing it back here. We're gonna go. We're gonna talk about speaking of karaoke. We're going to talk about Charlotte and Trey. Um, <laughs> didn't expect. I didn't to expect them. to see Trey. We when we were kind of yeah. filling you in beforehand. I I, I was like, was Trey's gone. gone. He's there's no way he's back. Mm-hmm. Do we think he's finally done, Dunzo? No, Which, he'll definitely have some more like episodes yeah. where okay. he's just like coming in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was Charlotte's yeah, was Charlotte's whole there. like this may sound cheesy, but we can all be each other's soulmate. Do you think that was her? putting like the nail in the tray coffin, realizing that she doesn't need him, doesn't want him and is going to kind of finish. I think if it was that, it would have been when she told him that like, do not like you, I'll reach out to you. You don't reach out to me, but still, I still don't think that is the full finishing of his storyline within television. I think that's a break. Mm -hmm. And then like, maybe, maybe like, she'll reach out to him and he'll get excited and it's for her to say like, I'm dating someone else or something that it doesn't have the resolution yet, but it definitely is going to be on a hold for this season Hmm. for a little bit. I feel like it, when she was saying like, I, I don't want to talk to you right now. I thought that would have been it, but I feel like he's, that wasn't clean enough for him to be gone. Also, how savage is it to show up at somebody's house in the middle of the night banging on the door? Yeah. Then they come in their pants and are embarrassed. And as they're still like reeling from the fact that this happened, you're like, don't ever contact yeah. me. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Woke me up. Yeah. I, I would have been fine. It's, that is yeah, totally true. I know. I, like, I put on a robe to let you in. Yeah. 
And then you got me all excited. Exactly. And yeah. then you're mad that I've ever contacted you. Yeah. Get out. You that busted is... out a, a trapper keeper full of notes to like <laughs> criticize me. That like, what true. are you doing? That's messed up. If a dude showed up at my house and that happened, I'd be like, yo, I'm <laughs> calling the police. You better not go. <laughs> you don't even go back to your house because my brother is on his way. <laughs> you're getting your ass beat. What is a, like, it is weird that she showed up to his house to yell that late to yell at him and like i i can understand why he would be like oh we're in this weird in-between phase but we're definitely gonna have sex and instead she's just like no i came here to discuss our relationship <laughs> it's like uh yeah but yeah yeah you, you when that was happening you're like she is the absolute worst she's the like that worst. was a pretty that was a pretty bad moment for i her. truly believe that charlotte's whole character is that she was born the day of whatever episode she's in because <laughs> she's like you have a boner and i'm like he you woke him up in the night and you're like talking all close to his face about your relationship yeah and like, and like what come on yeah you know we what just else was he gonna have <laughs> we just totally did true. most most new york moment most adolescent moment for me was um someone barely touching your penis and ejaculating and then also being able to masturbate for two and a half hours straight <laughs> yeah yeah a lot That's of unique nice. moments in this yeah. one yeah um do we think uh the friar will come back no 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 friar is another samantha one-off so like how, i'm trying to remember how did that end it just kind of ended, ended with her it ended with her giving him those canned goods and then he was like that's great you thought about me then and then she was like i think about you other times and then he was like i'm a man of the cloth and then he bounced i think that was yeah. it which was kind of a lame sort of deal yeah, it was pretty dumb i mean and then she's like you know why would she stick around why would she she's not gonna go back to church to try no. to look at, like she's not that desperate but do you feel like she thought that was all like that was disappointing but that probably like kept the fire of passion burning she's no. probably st or you think that like I think shut she's it the off kind of person like she's the kind of woman who's like i will give you two chances She's not going to keep giving okay. you chances. Have we, have we like, seen you some... get two? Exactly. The first time you didn't pick up on the social cues yeah. and then I had to go masturbate. Now I'm back and you don't want these canned goods. That's enough. Have yeah. we seen yeah. her strike out ever in the show? Yeah. Um, I think. Well, Mr. Too Big was. Oh, yeah. That was sad. Mr. Too Big was. He was too big. And then what about the AIDS test guy? Did she strike out with no, him? She no, actually, they, she eventually got tested and hung out. But like, yeah. it was really interesting seeing Samantha get I, shot down. I'm, I'm trying like to remember. One other time that she got shot down. This is a very pro faith episode. Mm -hmm. It was very pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, what I realized about Samantha is that she does a lot of like Marilyn Monroe acting. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a lot of like lips and eyebrows. And I'm like, mm. that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. She's so cute. Mm -hmm. Well, she definitely, it's, it's kind of funny because she definitely pulls it off in a way that you're like, you're, if you weren't so good at this, it you'd be, be so bad. Yeah. It like, could be. Because like, it's really not necessarily realistic except for the fact that. She's, she's doing really it and you're like, it. that's you. Like, like, have you ever asked a, like anyone that you were with? Like, have you ever just been like, do you think about me? I've never asked a man. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would be, yeah. the answer is probably no. Like, and I don't um, want to hear it. <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. Do you, I brought you some beans. Do you think about me? <laughs> I think about your body. Do you think about me? Yeah. Like I would be like, no <laughs> beans. Wait, do you, this would be really, and I'm sure we could find it online. But you know how like uh, Sean Connery was supposed to play Neo in not Neo. He was supposed to play Morpheus in the Matrix. <laughs> that would have been a very different movie oh, if he God, was Neo. Thank God he like, turned it down. Whoa, I I know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be. I wonder who else auditioned for Samantha. Because oh, it'd that's be so super interesting yeah. to see the list of curious of um dead that is <laughs> yeah dead marilyn the monroe, is marilyn the monroe. <laughs> um yeah that i mean it, it's hard to imagine it's so interesting when when there's like a hit tv show like that it's so hard yeah. to imagine anyone else Laura in those Dern. roles <laughs> yeah like yeah, if, you, if you go back and like, watch any old casting tapes like they, they showed all the ones for the office oh yeah and it's like so hard to imagine seth rogan as dwight like whoa he like, auditioned for that i think that's the role he auditioned that's for so and it's like wild. how how could it be anyone other, other than yeah rain wilson and that happens way more with tv than movies because they become you spend set 80 hours with these people yeah you know to the point where you're like Oh yeah, this person is, is yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, What's super impressive too is when they when they cast off of source material, like when they cast off of a book and they still even nail it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is something. Shout out Game of Thrones, absolutely crushed. 
Um, the, the casting has done so well. That's great. Were there any complaints you would have? We can talk about it later, but probably the the first King Robert Baratheon. Okay, I think it was a little too. Because I feel like for Harry Potter, I'm like maybe there was a few within it, but I'm yeah. like Hermione people, should have been black. <laughs> yeah, but she is in the play. Yeah, you know. But they, yeah, they. Uh, I actually got I got in a fight with someone over that the other day. I just like mentioned that, and they're like, "She was white in the books," and I was like, "You said it that never way too intensely." Up. Turns out yeah. it never came. Yeah, up. that's yeah, what that's I said, thing. and You're I got right, snapped at I had so nappy hard. Hair, and I was like, "She got big hair." <laughs> But it, it was the South, so we didn't even know how to pronounce Hermione. So we were like, Haramwyn. Haramwyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, Haramwyn. I'm Haramwyn. I think Haramwyn. Oh, yeah. Was Haramwyn black or was she white? <laughs> I mean, she black. got big hair. I don't know. Haramwyn's black. <laughs> um, I just looked on this article. They, Darren Starr said that there was someone different cast as Samantha. I didn't get a chance to know her. A wonderful woman named Lou Thornton. I don't know if she's still an actress anymore. Oh. The problem the problem was that she was in her 30s, I think, and it was changing who Samantha was. Samantha was 10 years older than the other girls, a totally different experience. Wow. And then, yeah. and then in this one, they don't ever get Samantha's age because they're all talking about how old they are. And she's they like, say I'm her, 110. Well, her, her box is... Wow. She's in the same box if so she's 39 or 40. She's in the same box as Big? Because Big's like no, 40, 40. Well, no, I think she's she says in the... to Carrie, she says, welcome to my box. Oh, yeah. So it'd be 30, dating Well, thing. maybe that's 35 to 44. 35 to 44. Yeah. So yeah. She's probably like late 30s, early 40s. Ooh. Huh. Is it? Yeah. How old are our listeners? I feel like they're all our same age, right? I, I think like, I feel between like, like 30 and I feel 40. Like this, I think we're doing really well in the teen demographic. <laughs> I think that we have a strong tween demographic yeah. on this pod. Oh, I it's have a, a big cue. Yeah, <laughs> this came out of nowhere. I love it. Yeah. We're talking about Samantha. Um, so when they're at that party in this episode, the beginning, early on yeah, at, yeah, like the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And that guy is such a dick. He's like, I'm a TV agent. And he like yells yes. at the waiter and she still pursues him. What is that about? And then do we ever see him again? No, I was. I thought like, that'd be the whole episode. Agent. Yeah, I did. I thought that was the dude. You're right. That's yeah, a completely never, dropped yeah. storyline. <laughs> he just like she. She. I mean, I. I think it's presumed she went home with that man. Yeah, I think it was. I think they used that party to kind of reintroduce uh, all the characters, like yeah. where they're at. It's like some, Samantha's still Miranda's, interested in the worst man. Yeah, Miranda's still bummed about like her and Carrie are still kind of in the same wavelength mm -hmm. about guys. This guy Charlotte still a TV is, agent. Yeah, Charlotte <laughs> is like blabbering about which I thought was a really funny yes. scene. Talk talking about Trey and it's like I think Samantha is like still in the trenches yeah. like just ready to bone any guy with the a cute face guy. yeah and yeah I think totally they, like they literally probably in the writers room were like who's the who's worst, the worst person, person she could end up with yeah. it's like the guy who's mean to the waiter who's also a TV <laughs> that's probably funny they're probably basing that off of being like oh yeah fuck they should have just used Ari Gold they mm -hmm. should have just brought him in that would have been an amazing crossover episode it, absolutely oh my god yeah him and Samantha would have a night oh but he's been happily married yeah that's right he had a real she? big hood uh, oh man um i also something that was interesting to me we're talking about this uh check boxes mm -hmm. um is that tinder like used to be a piece of mail that's way worse <laughs> than like oh, having yeah, to yeah. open the mail and be told that you have to find someone well, oh, yeah. and then and then yeah. there was like that's there so was funny at some point there was like video dating services yeah. in the 90s which i don't know if you if if it was on TV or you were, if you got tapes in the mail, oh, yeah, yes. like, I'm there's 33. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, it'd be like John. on demand videos, and then you and but you would just watch someone. I remember like, I would video. watch like after the Ali G show, I'd watch those yeah, on like demand auditions. like dating videos. They're amazing. That's wild. So embarrassing. Hey, so much better. I'm Tim. Than this hey. is my dog. I'm a computer programmer uh, in Tulsa. And um, looking for a nice gal. You sound you sound like Aiden. Can you do Aiden's video dating service? Hey, Pop-Tart. <laughs> no, I, I can't do good impressions. You can't. Your Aiden is the best. I, I only, I can only once in a while do him. I don't know. It's tough for me. Hey, Pop-Tart. Hey, Pop-Tart. I love throwing my dog around. I love throwing the disc and my dog and uh, making wood. Oh, this thing? It's oh, this, made of uh, Brazilian thing? rosewood. This is, <laughs> this is made out of uh, Armenian apricot wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we, uh, are, are we uh, going to do a little uh, Cosmo rating? Yeah. We need to throw down do a Cosmo rating. Yeah. Um, so we didn't tell you this, but we rate the episode one to five Cosmos. Okay. Um, you can take into consideration all of your knowledge about Sex and the City, mm. what you know, what you don't know about it, and, and 
and I want you to categorize this as the one to five cosmos, how you think this stacks up to everything. You can use half or quarter cosmos as okay. well. But we'll do ours first. Yeah, we'll say yeah, ours together perfect. and then you do you, yours. You spend some time thinking. Let me. And the Cosmo rating, here. while you're thinking, is brought to us by Kevin Doyle. Stamps.com. Stamps. <laughs> we could still say it, right? No, we're not. No. We'll yeah. cut it. It's brought to you by uh brought to you by the whiskey that we just drank earlier. Yeah. What's it called? Uh it's Nika Coffee Green Whiskey by Suntory, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a Japanese whiskey. All right. Um, let's do our cosmo rating in five, four, three, two, one, three point five. Oh man! God, we were so close. We always want to sink up. Why did up. I say three point five? What did you say? I said three point oh. Um, there <laughs> yeah, was like, there was like no real Miranda storyline. Yeah, the storyline was that mm. like she was like had some self depreciating, deprecating humor, and then didn't have self deprecating humor, and like that's that's it, mm -hmm. and not really that great. I wanted resolution with. Samantha and the Friar, like that was also very <laughs> uncharacteristic. Um, Carrie, I, I'm, I'm not ready for big her and Big. Like, I guess okay. It's nice to have Carrie and Big just be friends. It's nice to see them just like have a laugh together and then go their separate ways. So I do like that. Um, and then as far as the Charlotte storyline, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just felt like pretty incomplete. It felt like just like an introductory episode where we're reestablishing where we were in season three. So nothing really happened. Nothing really progressed. It was slightly above average. I liked when she spilled her cake. I liked the woman in the, in the uh, birthday party who turned 25. But other than that, it's kind of a my episode for me. Um, I, I liked it. I liked the beginning and I liked getting back into things. It was, it was fun to imagine not seeing the show for a year and then watching that episode. I can see what you mean. Not a lot of resolution in certain places. Miranda, that would have been way better if Miranda started doing uh, doing stand-up comedy. That would have been a great thing. Um, What's the deal with sex? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my soulmate? So, uh, but then I liked... I liked the sentimentality of the little uh, piano music at the end or guitar music. And uh, I kind of liked the big moment just because they didn't make out. It was just like friends. It wasn't necessarily realistic in <laughs> character wise, not even like logistically that he would do that. But, but I, I kind of liked it. Um, and then I really liked the Charlotte Trey moment because I felt like there were some like stakes there and it was unexpected. And so I gave it 3.5 Cosmos and, I stand by that. Okay. Um, I gave it 3.5 because I feel like coming into the first part of or the first episode of the season, it was like a pretty good setup to reintroduce all of them. I disagree with you that, that Miranda didn't have a storyline because her storyline was that she got mad, but then she ran into that other or she, she like shielded mm. herself from with comedy being like, and I'll date anything. I'll date a houseplant. And then she sees that woman on the street who's been married for five years and is like, and, and I know you're wondering where are the kids, but I'm like, what about this? And then there's that whole big long Carrie voiceover. And then Carrie says, and Miranda laughed, not because she thought it was funny, but because it was kind. And mm. she realized she came full circle that she was like making jokes because she was uncomfortable being single. And that's where everyone else is laughing. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not sold. You, hey, you don't have to be sold. We don't have to agree on that. It's yeah. okay. But I don't think it was a super strong one. But I think this episode mixed a lot of like sentimentality. Like it seems like the show is going to get a little more serious, mm. I think. But it was, but they still had some funny moments. Like the yeah. cake woman saying that she was old was hilarious and the construction workers was great. I also realized I think this is one of the five episodes I'd seen before. Oh, okay. Wow, and mostly. Mostly. Yeah, first That's time where mostly. The mostly comes from. Oh. But yeah, 3.5. I thought it was like pretty solid, but not like out of the park. I'm giving it 4.25 Cosmos. Ooh. Wow. I thought it was absolutely super New York-y, very sex mm. in the city. Every character, if you have never seen this show before, every character was their character. Like totally. Charlotte was You're like, right. oh my God, I'm baby. Miranda was like, 
I don't understand. Samantha <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'll fuck anything, even this priest. Yeah. He's yeah. not interested in my cans. And Carrie was like, I don't know, big or nobody. And yeah. I thought that that was very sweet. The only reason I didn't give it five stars truly was because Carrie smokes in her apartment. <laughs> I just Lord. think that is so disgusting. Yeah. Like not even weeds, cigarettes, mm-hmm. cigarette smoke in your apartment in your very expensive brownstone. Yeah. Like she probably puts out the butts on the wall. Yeah. Like it's just, she's the classiest person she has a new york times column and this is how she's living lack of respect yeah yeah oh i'm so glad you liked it yeah i I do agree that it was it felt like a very authentic new york episode yeah Yeah. and pretty prototypical to the four women exactly right like i think it just gave us enough of everybody we also got to see the coffee shop and we got to see her go to a fancy dinner where no one showed up like in that church on 28th street nice Mm -hmm. some like shots just like real new york shots yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was great I like that. Uh, well, Akila, tell us where we can find you on uh, social media. And also, you you have a book coming I out soon? I have a book coming what? out. Yes. So, pre-order, obviously. It comes out September 24th. It's uh, my book of essays. It's funny. I reread it recently, and it's very good. good. Yeah. That's so awesome. But thank you. And uh, also, you can find me online. That's where I live. Uh, you can go to Twitter. I'm at Akila, obviously. On Instagram, it's just at Akila H. You'll figure out how to spell it. It'll autocorrect it. But yeah, I'm all over the internet. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for doing the show. Thanks, thanks for doing a New York episode. Do you guys want to take us out singing uh, the chorus to uh, Empire State of Mind? Uh, no, I want to. I want to introduce our new sign off. Well, oh, that's right. Oh, our new sign off. Oh, yeah, we threw up an Instagram. Yes. and we got a comment, and it was about uh, it was. Uh, Samantha and Charlotte on the phone together and I just put those side by side and I was like shout out to people that still have long phone calls like with their best friends freaking Kim Cottrell responded now and always underneath on the Instagram and made our weekend so our new sign off is the Bradshaw boys now and always now and always thank you very much thank you thanks for listening The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.